Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Droppe Gaming Podcast. Yay! We're excited, as you can tell. I think I've said that a few times. <laughs> you say it every time. Oh, do I? And we're not excited. Wow. At all. Wow. We're not excited. I'm lying. Right. So, uh, so this is episode 173. <laughs> That's Matt. I'm Lucas. Yeah. And we're into it. We haven't recorded for a little while because we're lazy. No. Well, we've been a bit busy because yeah. um, for anyone, international listeners, so many of you, yeah. won't get this reference, but the AFL, which is a Australian reasonably popular um, sport in Australia, uh, had um, had their finals in October. And our team, Geelong, yeah. were in the finals and made it to the grand finals. So we went to the footy three weekends in a row. Yeah. Because because of COVID, all the finals have been in Brisbane, where we live. Mm. So we just went to the footy every weekend instead of recording. And it's the first time ever that the grand finals been outside of Victoria. And likely to ever be yeah. outside and, of and Victoria. It's still, yeah, it's still under contract until... 2057 or something. Yeah, something yeah? like that. So in our lifetime, it's never, ever going to happen again Probably. unless something ridiculous like this happens yeah. again. But anyway, we've been uh, in, in footy mode instead of in game mode. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know what? Sorry so, about it. Yeah, we've got a lot of shit to talk about, so we're kicking straight in. <laughs> and then the Cats didn't win the grand final, so... I we, wasn't going to mention that. We, yeah, well, we that's why we didn't record, because we're like, what's the point yeah, of life? Of life in general, yeah. But we're through it now. Yeah. So, into gaming news, I guess? (laughs) Yeah, let's get straight into it. Uh, Well, first of all, um, I mean, the last time we posted a podcast was the 6th of October, so it's a little bit over a month ago as we record. 1974. Today's today's the (laughs) 3rd, so it's not a little over a month, it's a little under a month, Mm. but um, 3rd of November, and so just before, I think just before we, because we posted... I think we recorded the last two episodes pretty close together and then posted them separately. Yeah. Um, So I'm not sure if we mentioned it in the last episode or if it was after we recorded, but um, so Cyberpunk 2077 got, went gold. Mm. Uh, They then delayed it in mid-October for an extra three weeks. So instead of coming out on the 19th of November, now it's coming out on December 10th. So basically, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven went fool's gold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much and, what uh, it should be called. And so that's the third delay for this game because yeah. originally it was going to come out like earlier this year, and then mm. they pushed it. And now they pushed it again. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but the thing that pisses me off about this is apart from not getting the game. Yeah. Well, apart from not yeah. getting it, like, um, is the fact that in. 2019, CD Projekt Red, one of the co-founders of CD Projekt Red, who are the developers of Cyberpunk, came out and said, um, maybe a, a bit of background, they tend to be, CD Projekt Red are this company that's like held up above everyone else yeah. by fans as this like pro-consumer, mm. great company because they made The Witcher 3, which by all accounts is a fucking amazing game. It's a masterpiece. And it had like... 20 free DLCs after the fact of it coming out. It's like they're kind of held up with, you know, in in game development wise, like, you know, Rockstar or Naughty Dog, but then they're nice. 
on mm. top of that. And it, it's like they're just, you know... Yeah, this whole, like, oh, they're pro-consumer and they care about their people and, yeah. they, and blah, blah, blah. Turns like out. the little guy succeeding. So in 2019, one of the co-founders came out and said basically that there would be no mandatory crunch, which is overtime, right? Mm. And like notoriously in the games development world, crunch is really common and it's usually unpaid overtime. And it's, you know, 2020 people are starting to go, well, you can't fucking do that. Developers have worker rights as much as anyone else. They should be getting paid for their overtime. Even if it is like normality in the industry, it Mm. needs to not be normal because it's not fair on the developers for their families, blah, 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 blah. So CD Projekt Red maximized on their like image by saying there would be no man. They basically promised that there would be no mandatory overtime and that they care about their developers' well-being and whatnot. End of September this year, fast forward a year or whatever, they came out and said, actually, we are going to be doing mandatory crunch. So Mm. they fucking broke their promise. Um, They're like, our staff are going to be working six days a week now, mandatory overtime. Wow. Um, It's a bit of a kick in the gut. Well, just in general, it's like, you're like, well, it is part of the industry, so fair's fair. The thing that shits me is the fact that they made this promise and used it as a marketing tool to build their image as like the nice guys. And then they break their promise without a fucking... Like they're like, oh, we're really sorry that we've had to do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Then like five days after that, the game went gold and everyone's like, well, the overtime won't last long because the game's gold. That means it's ready to print. Yeah. Like final version. It's like the master copy is being sent to the printer. Mm. And then... Um, after that, the staff were working crunch to build to do the day one, day zero patch, basically. Which so, is a bit of a worry. Yeah. So you're like, well, okay, maybe they're not going to be doing that much crunch. So maybe they're not as scummy as they yeah. seem. But meanwhile, so many people are just giving them a free pass. And I'm like, they're yeah. still a fucking big company. They've exactly. misled you mm. to make themselves look good. Yeah. And, you know... Like, I normally wouldn't give a fuck, but it's the hypocrisy that pisses me off mm. of being like, no, no, that's bad, and we want to be a pillar of what's right for the industry and blah, 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 and then just, like, going, meh. Yeah. Oh, uh, whoops. <laughs> and then... Somebody go delete that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, 10 days after they, the game went gold, they announced the delay for three weeks, which means that there's at least an extra three weeks of the guys, like, busting their ass, crunching to get that day one patch ready. Yeah. And they're like, you know, there's all these people going, oh, but I'd rather the game was delayed than be broken when it comes out. And it's like, yes, we all would rather that. But the point is, you managers should be able to manage and know their timelines. And if you get to the point where you go, our game's gold, but it's so fucked that you need to add three weeks just for patching, Mm. building a patch, like you're obviously not fucking ready. So you're rushing. Yeah, that's and right. I don't know why they're rushing to put the game out because it's li- November 19th, as we've fucking said many times, is right when all the next gen stuff's coming out. It's the most busy time of like the decade. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's just, you know, dump our, put out our game it, around everything else. And so, you know, mm. there's certain games that benefit from them delaying a lot, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla is probably yeah. going to get a lot more playtime now. Mm hmm. 
But then there's a bunch of games that have moved their dates that were due to come out in December that have now delayed into January because yeah. they don't want to be up against Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. And we still don't know if there's going to be another delay. Mm. And yet again, with the hypocrisy of, you know, and the, the misleading comments, Cyberpunk City Project Red, up until the day before the delay, were telling people on Twitter, mm. confirmed there will be no further delays. Yeah. And then all of the staff, not because CD Projekt Red is on the Polish stock exchange, they couldn't tell their staff that there was going to be a delay until it was made public and wow. reported to the stock exchange. Because if someone in there leaks it yeah. to their friend and their friend sells stocks, because the stocks dropped by like 25% as soon as they mm. announced the delay. Yeah. So they, they're like, we couldn't tell our staff. So the staff found out all the developers have been busting their fucking asses Working, there's a, a window yeah, here. Yeah, we're gonna get a bit of time off, maybe. Yeah, or at least have yeah. my weekends back with my family. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, they find out at the same time the public finds out that no, the game is delayed for another three weeks. And yes, I agree. When a game is delayed, it's usually for the best. Hmm. I just don't appreciate them misleading people. The hypocrisy of the no crunch thing. It's like, don't give them a free pass just because they made one good fucking game. Mm. And I loved The Witcher 3. I've played through it entirely twice. Yeah. And that's not just the story. That's like completionist, do every side mission, like 200 hours a pop. And um, and I'm saying, I don't think they deserve a free pass if they're going to... There are two-week-old babies that aren't even alive as long as you've played that game. <laughs> right? <laughs> And um, yeah, so it just, that irritates me, the fact that people are giving me a free pass. You know, you look at companies like EA who for a while there, I don't know if they still do, but for a while there, they were getting like worst company on the planet awards, you know, and yeah, EA suck. Their microtransaction shit with FIFA Ultimate Team is garbage and terrible for consumers but they're Scrooge McDucking in pools of money. They don't give a fuck what we say. But also, they don't pretend to not be that. Yeah, exactly. They're like, this is who we are. Yeah. They're not going, we really care about consumer mm-hmm. rights and we don't want children to be spending money on loot boxes because it, it encourages gambling. They're like putting ads in kids' magazines encouraging yeah, the exactly. purchase of FIFA points. Yeah. Like, they literally don't give a fuck and they will be who they are. <laughs> yeah. Whereas CD Projekt Red, and you know, maybe it's an exaggeration or I'm overreacting or whatever, but it's just like my reaction or overreaction is an exact counterpoint to the amount of people that I see giving them a free pass for this bullshit. Hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, yeah, delay a game, fuck, delay it until January if you want. But if you're going to fucking say that you're going to look after your devs and not do crunch to try and build up your fucking image, then then stick stick to your word. And having said all that, I'm still getting the game and I'm still going to play it. You know, and so, we're still excited for it to come out. Yeah, and we hope that they work really hard to get it ready. Yeah, it just <laughs> yeah, it just smells bad. Yeah, you know? it does. And it I does. don't fucking like that shit. Yeah. So that's cyberpunk. Totally understand it. So that's my rant. So, so the other thing, there's been a shitload of news on the PS5. I know the last comment we made in the last episode was around. How Xbox had been, you know, putting out a lot of information. They'd had a lot of teardowns. And looking you know, real impressive. Yeah, yeah they Despite were. having, like, no launch games. Yeah, exactly. Of note. 
Yeah. Just like and all the quick resume and fast load times that's and all right. that kind of stuff. Game Pass in general. You're just like, well, fuck. And maybe we'd, this... we'd heard almost nothing from PlayStation. Yeah. Like people hadn't even really seen them in the wild yet. So that mm-hmm. was that was a bit iffy and we were starting to wonder what the fuck was going yeah, on. Yeah, is it like, are they not confident or are they confident? Too confident. Yeah. <laughs> Something's so, going on. So anyway, since then... It's like been, been an avalanche. Yeah, it's been PlayStation 5 every fucking day. Yeah. So, so they're doing like a... Basically, they're doing like a reveal slash news blast once a week almost mm. since we fucking said they weren't doing anything. Yeah. So maybe they listen and they're like, fuck, drop oh, their gaming. Drop their gaming. Let's get onto it. <laughs> <laughs> Our image is ruined. <laughs> I feel bad for Cyberpunk. But there's been lots and lots of things happening. Like the um, there was a full teardown of the yep. console. So that was the first one. Full teardown. Yeah. They showed us liquid cooling mm. on the CPU, which is like, generally, most people don't give a fuck about that. But from a technological standpoint, to be able to have liquid cooling in a system that's designed to live mm. for a while. Yeah. You know, because liquid cooling in general, if you do it on your computer and you don't do it right mm. and it spills out, it'll fucking kill your motherboard. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing stuff. It's... um. There's zero friction in, in liquid cooling. So when you put liquid cooling on a CPU, there's zero friction. So it cannot stick to anything. Yeah. Not like the, the old grey goop that you used to put on like the, the normal heatsink shit. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a real fucking pain in the ass because if it does spill over, yeah. even with it not turned on, it spills off the actual CPU onto the motherboard, your motherboard's fucked straight away. Yeah. And that's kind of scary. Yeah. So, so they've managed to make to like architect this thing in a way that utilizes liquid cooling in a console Mm. for your home, which is incredible. Um, It's got a gigantic fan in it that is going to basically from what I've been reading, like I don't, I'm not into PC overclocking and all that kind of shit, but from what I've been reading about people from people who are into that stuff is that the cooling in this is like massive overkill, like liquid cooling, Mm. um, Plus the gigantic fan, all yeah. the design, Roof holes, yeah, and all kinds of shit. It's like massive overkill. So they've gone. The PS4 and PS4 Pro were fucking jet engines. Let's not let that happen this time. Yeah, and they've made it a priority. So that's really awesome because it's almost meme level. The fucking jet engine of the PS4. Oh yeah. Um, in terms of cleaning it when it gets dusty, they've put little specially designed in the plastic casing holes for you to put your fucking vacuum up against that will suck out, specially designed, specially positioned for you to be able to suck out the dust from inside the unit without having to take, you can take the side covers off. They just like unclick the same as that little cover on the PS4 did. Um, But to clear the dust out of the PS4 properly, you need to like peel the warranty stickers off, unscrew it, pull it fully apart, and then blow it out with an egg egg compressor. Yeah, Mm. I just did it the other day on mine. Oh, wow. For the second time. And yeah, um, yeah, so this time now, you just take the two side covers off and there's little holes that you can put the vacuum up against and it'll suck all the dust out. Mm. Things like that that are like just... But with the covers on, you're not going to notice that's there. Yeah. But it's that extra thought level in mm. the design that I really appreciate. They've thought of everything. Yeah, like it's great. <laughs> um, the expandable hard it's drive. New and improved. Yeah. The expandable storage in the system is... Um, Xbox's answer for this is probably better. The little like yeah, fast plug-and-play yeah. proprietary hard drives. Yeah. They tend to be more expensive, but like 
being able to hot swap a hard drive like that is Handy. super valuable, especially yeah. once the prices drop. Mm. Um, to be able to like, and they showed a there's a new Xbox walkthrough video that they just recently did, and old mate grabbed the expansion card and plugged it in, and he had his like games view of the UI of Xbox yep. where it shows you all your fucking games. Yeah. And as soon as he plugged the card in, like 15 more games appeared. Hmm. So you can hot swap and just go, boom, 15 extra games. If you want to play a game, like they're, cool. they're so small that it's probably hard to write every game that's on it yeah, on the thing. Exactly. But um, so you have to, remember to be able to, to be able to just go boom, boom, like that mm. is super good. But the PS5's one uses the... Um, the Gen and, 4. Yeah, so they the size of it, it's like a you've got to take the cover off and it gives you access access to this little section where you can put the PCIe Gen 4 M2 NVMe solid state drive in. And it fits like four different sizes of the card. So it has like their screw holes because the, the chips have a little notch for the screw hole. Yeah. And it has four screw holes for the four different sizes of the chips. Wow. So that's a little bit pro-consumer there in terms of like giving you the ability to put in whatever size card you want. Although they haven't given us the list of which ones are actually supported by the system or fast enough for the well, system. they haven't yet. actually brought them out yet, have they? Have they, le- they launched? I think there's some companies like Samsung have one okay. that we were talking about. Yeah. But I think mostly they're mostly coming out later this year. And Sony said that they're going to put out a list of the ones that are supported that are fast enough and tested fast enough. Because oh, it needs good. to match the custom drive or be yeah. faster than the custom drive inside the unit. Yeah. So... To be able to achieve that, it needs to. They're going to have a list because if you put one in that's not fast enough, it's going to fuck everything up. Yeah. So. And they're not going to be cheap. Yeah, but like you can go and watch that teardown video. It's pretty impressive. Mm. And um and just looking at the way the motherboards laid out and all that stuff, it's like clearly been architected perfectly. Like you look at the Xbox teardown and it's like cram everything into this Make fucking small. rectangular prism. Yeah. And the PS5, they've like put all the cards in like a circle or the like little chips or whatever yeah. for the CPU cool. or whatever the fuck it is, RAM or whatever. I don't know shit about <laughs> it. But it's all like aesthetically pleasing to look at. Yeah. All the cart, the boards and shit in it. So they also updated the PS Store. Yep. Which is meh. Whatever. And it I thought it was, I fucking thought it was fine before. Yeah. Like I, I had no too. problem with the it. The only thing that I had an issue with which I was really, really looking forward to was the load times of getting into the store. Yeah. Because that can take fucking a while sometimes. Yeah. Even with good internet, hardly anything on yeah. your console, you click store and then you just sit there and then eventually it comes yeah. up. Yeah. So I was looking forward to that going, bling, here's your store, spend yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's changed on the PS4, but the web website version of it's changed and mm. the PS5, they've we're going to talk about the UI in a minute, but one of the things that they've shown in the UI or user experience UX <laughs> is um, that the PlayStation store is now integrated in it. So rather than it being an app, you go to the store tab on like the cross media menu or whatever the fuck they're going to call it. Yeah. And it's literally all there. Mm. So it doesn't have to load into it. It's just there. That's good. Which should make it a bit easier to That'll make to a buy. big difference if they do that with other, like how they build them into games as well. Like, yeah. We're trying to talk open about a store. This- talk about it a bit later but um uh watchdogs legion yeah playing that before you get like you go through all the bullshit load screens to get to the main screen 
and then you go, oh yeah, there's a store and I've got shitloads of Ubi credits yeah. from playing games for years. I'll go and have a look at what oh, things the I can Ubisoft purchase. Connect. Yeah, so you click yeah. X and you go into their store and then you seriously have to wait like yeah. 45 seconds before it even starts. Yeah. That shits me. Yeah, well, that's the that's Ubisoft's one. That's Ubisoft Connect replacing um, Uplay or whatever it was called yeah, before. Yeah. And honestly, when they said, oh, we're replacing Uplay upgrading to Ubisoft Connect, I was like, fuck yeah, hopefully this loads faster. It loads way slower. <laughs> I mean, maybe on the PS5 and Xbox Series X, it's going to be fucking fast, but... I don't know what it is at Ubisoft. They don't know how to do things fast. Like even on the website, their website. They make single player games. They don't understand. You've got time. Just go make a sandwich. Exactly. Um, Go make a baguette. Yeah. They are French. But in terms of the PlayStation Store, like even going into that, where you know it's it has in Watch Dogs, it has the season pass available now. So you Mm. click on that and it loads the store separately. Yeah. I'm interested to see how much faster that is on the PS5. Because mm. normally it like it like suspends the game almost on the PS4 and pops up a thing saying please wait and it loads this like El Cheapo version of the store, you yeah. know? Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the integrated store works with all that as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, store is upgraded. They changed the trophy system. We don't have to go into that too much, but basically they... I don't know why they did it, but mm. they changed the levels to go up to like a level 999 now. But instead of just extending the levels, they've rejigged everyone's trophy values. So I think rarer trophies... So originally it was like bronze, silver, gold, platinum, all had a set value. And I think now, like the more rare a trophy is, the more value it has on your level. Yeah. So I was level 41 and now I'm like level... Yeah, so you're level 240 now. Yeah. Right? And you would have been on like level six or something probably. Like, fuck oh, all. That's pretty shit. Yeah. yeah. So I was on level 41 and now I'm level 508. So go. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, they released a new updated version of the PlayStation app for mobile. Um, and this one's pretty interesting because Xbox released, well, they updated their app as well. And now when you press the share button, on an Xbox Series X or you save a screenshot on Xbox One, Mm -hmm. if you have your phone next to you, you'll get a push notification saying new screenshot detected. Like immediately the system puts the screenshot on the cloud so you can access it from your phone and you can load it up and share it from the app. Yeah, that's really good. Whereas on the PlayStation... You have to have the apps installed. Well, it used to be that you could share to Facebook from PlayStation. Yeah. But now you take a screenshot, then the the workaround is that you have to send it to someone in a message and then you have to open PlayStation messages on your phone, find that message, download it to your phone like that. Yeah. And it's like five steps and it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. You have to be pretty committed to be able to want to do that. So unfortunately, they haven't done anything like that on the new PS app, which is frustrating, but they have added the, the ability to do voice chat with parties. Yeah, which is good. Which is really cool, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. You know, if your mates are all online and you're on the fucking train on the way home from work, you can chuck your headphones on and have a chat to them while they're playing. And you can be that douche where you put it on speakerphone. And yes. Stand in the middle of a crowded train going, exactly. Oh, sweet, mate, kill them, yeah, sick. Yeah, fucking Fortnite. Um, <laughs> the other cool thing is that they've they've added the ability to modify storage on your PS5 via the This app. one I am super excited about. Now, it's not probably going to work for us because we have 
we use game sharing, right? Where your PlayStation yeah. is my primary one and mine mm. is yours for account sharing. Yeah. So if you open up your app, you're going to be modifying the shit on mine. That's fine. <laughs> I just delete all your shit. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Great. Ah, oh, shit, Matt. I did something wrong. I was drunk and I deleted everything <laughs> and installed Hannah Montana 20 times. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you'll be able to download, you'll be able to clear space, modify, delete, whatever, and then go into the store and press download, which you can already do, although it's a bit hit and miss on the PS4. So I assume on the PS5, it's going to work way better. So I wonder if there's going to be a turn off on a PlayStation 5 or if it's always going to be in power save mode. I assume they'll probably be both, but I don't think that modify storage stuff will work unless it's in race yeah, mode yeah it'll have to yeah. be yeah. actually we have seen they showed the the UI and when he went to turn it off there was power off oh, there was. Okay. Yeah. yeah or sleep mode yeah um, backwards compatibility they revealed all the details for that basically like 99% of games will work or something they reckon PS4 games no mm. PS1, 2 or 3 which people are sad about and I'm starting the more I think about it like I am starting to change my tone on that, my sort of attitude, because what I wasn't thinking about was in terms of sort of a digital library and and keeping like historical records. Yeah. You know, if you can have a digital version of a PS1 game, you may never fucking play it ever again, but you have the option, you know, with an Mm. Xbox One game... Yeah. you have the option if you're like oh I remember that one game fuck load it up you don't have to like go and drag out a dusty console out of the yeah, cupboard true. you know the downside is that it's all digital so yeah, it's up to them keeping that shit yeah. alive anyway but it's a nice touch in that way to be able to have access to that well, it's kind of funny I was at a friend's house a couple of weeks ago having a barbecue and he got a um, he got one of those mini Super Nintendos. Oh, yeah, yeah, And just going through and playing some of the games on that was so much fun. Like, we didn't, didn't do it for hours. Yeah. But, you know, you flick through the games and go, fuck, I remember that game. I'd never yeah. I'd never go and just play it now. Yeah. But having it there and being able to, we were like, yeah, I'm going to jump in and play that for a bit, you know? Yeah. And they're games that... Nostalgia factor is yeah. definitely there. And you're just like, wow, it takes me back to being 15 again. Exactly. Know? And that was cool. So there's, there is a good reason to have that kind of stuff, but it's not like I'm going to fucking cry myself to sleep no, that I can't right. play my PS3 games. Yeah. Um, Definitely something you can do without, but at the same time. Yeah, it's a, it, is a, it is really a nice added feature, even yeah. though like we know most people aren't going to fucking use it. Yeah. But it's nice to have it for that reason. Um, and seriously, but, I mean, you know, Nintendo's got it. Yeah. On the well, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, you, you can, can go, go, if you have Nintendo Online or whatever it's yeah. called, you get free access to all and those old games. how many times do we play them? Yeah, <laughs> never. I showed the kids that they could use that. They were like, ugh. <laughs> Look at that. What is this shit? <laughs> it kind of looks like Minecraft. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but worse. So they, they said there's a list of 10 PS4 games that won't be playable. I was going to write the list here, but... Yeah. If you care, you can look it up. It's things like Afro Samurai 2. And oh, yeah. I think there's a couple of VR games that disappointingly are on that list. Then Ubisoft made a blog post being like, these are the games that aren't going to work on PS5 of ours on backwards compatibility. Mm. And there was like the three Assassin's Creed Chronicles games, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which has no multiplayer or any features that would yeah. make it not fucking exactly. work. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought. Um, and then Bridge Crew, which is a PSVR game and another VR game. 
mm. and a couple other games. And I was like, what the fuck is this? These weren't on the PlayStation list. And then Ubisoft pulled the, like all the news outlets picked up on it being like, oh shit. Sony said there was 10 games and there's like 10, it was like Ubisoft. nine games from Ubisoft oh, or something. Wow. And then Ubisoft pulled the blog post and were like, oh, there were inaccuracies in the post and we'll update it later. So and there hasn't been any updates. It's a bit sus. It, it, it yeah. is a bit sus. And, you know, I'm not going to play Syndicate again, probably, because I got mm. the Platinum already. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was a really great game. And it was one of the things I mentioned to say later about Watch Dogs was the fact that, you know, Syndicate was set in London. And one of my favorite things in Assassin's Creed games is the ability to go and explore these places in other countries that yeah. you wouldn't normally be able to go and see, mm-hmm. or at least not for fucking cheap. Yeah. You know, like the Ezio collection, being able to climb up the Colosseum and, you know, see all these amazing things in Italy that you wouldn't fucking normally see exactly. unless you flew over there. And ran around killing things for yeah. a couple of weeks. And um, so Watch Dogs Legion, one of the cool things is that it's in London as well. And mm-hmm. you get to see all those same... And, like, the London Eye wasn't there in fucking when Syndicate was set. But you can see, like, palaces and churches and cathedrals and shit that are in both games. And it's interesting to see the comparison of how they've done them. And they're both Ubisoft games. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's weird that Ubisoft have said that there's PS4 games that won't work on PS5 that Mm. Sony haven't picked up on. So... Yeah. We're only a couple of weeks... Well, a week away, really. Nine days. From the, the... launch here yeah. in Australia of the PS5 uh, which means it's crunch time um, <laughs> and in saying crunch time it means get your bite on because yeah. if you go get that <laughs> little nice segue right that's uh, fucking terrible <laughs> Hungry Jacks has got a, uh, a promotion competition going on at the moment this is through, an unpaid ad <laughs> yeah through their ad uh, through their app uh, if you want to go buy Hungry Jacks through the app you go into a, a uh, draw, basically. Yeah, um, so it's a bit... Um, you spend more than 10 bucks or something? Yeah, or so 15? it's a bit of a weird one. You have to spend more than $10 on the app, and you can do pickup or delivery. Yeah. And then you have to... They email you a receipt when you use the app. You have to take that receipt, screenshot it, or take a photo. When you pick up, you get a receipt anyway. Yeah. Actually, when you get delivery, they put a receipt on it too. Yeah. You basically have to get a screenshot or a photo of the receipt and then go to this website, fill in your details, post the and screenshot then, yeah. on there. It's a lot of fucking around. There's like four steps to it, and no one fucking uses Hungry Jack's app to order their shit. No. So they have 50 PS5s. I didn't PS even know there was an app. I thought it was all done through menu log. Yeah. So, so I think if you do it through menu log, it doesn't count. You have yeah. to use the HJ's app. Mm-hmm. So um, the interesting thing is it started on the 15th of October, ends on the 15th of November, three days after the PS5 comes out. And they have 50 of the fuckers to give away. Not bad. And seriously, I don't know anyone who's done an entry in it, except for me, who's done like nine. <laughs> and I'm disgusted <laughs> with myself. I just really... I've already got a PS5 pre-ordered, but if I can get one for free, motherfucker, I'm getting one. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. So, speaking of uh, blunders, as in uh, you know, people not you know, putting things online and then retracting them... Um, Ebay Games made a bit of a fuck up with their emails just recently. Unreal, man. Made me laugh. Totally made me laugh. <laughs> so they should trade and save this fucking email. <laughs> uh, Maybe they can give people a carrot as a, yeah, an apology. Exactly. So yeah. they basically, uh, yeah, they sent out an email to a bunch of people who, so the pre-order went pretty quick, Fuck as we all know. Yeah. And um, then they did the December shipment 
pre-order and that went really quick as well mm. and so they sent out these emails to some people who got into the december pre-order and were like hey congratulations you've moved up in the queue you're getting it on launch day congrats mm. and then the next day they sent out an email being like oh fuck yeah sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> turns out you're not <laughs> yeah so i mean you literally could delete those two emails from your life and you know no different yeah but the fact that they gave people hope and then just shattered it <laughs> is fucking savage, man. I do like how they waited 24 hours too because that's long enough to be real excited. Yeah, you're like, message all your friends like, yeah. fuck you, sucked in, yeah. cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, bow, bow, yeah. and then EB emails you the same message. Yeah, <laughs> sucked in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's... An interesting and one. As Matt put here on the uh, the notes, yikes! Mm. <laughs> I thought that was a good touch. Yeah. So the next thing is I'm trying to breeze through this stuff, but the, yeah. the um, user experience UI reveal of the PS5 was the next thing that they showed us, and um, man, it looks pretty good. You have you watched the video? No. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm so, prepped, but I didn't watch the video. It was like an eight minute long video of them going through stuff. And so what happened, it opens with them turning on the system, obviously. Well, and so. Sackboy, the Sackboy game is open. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a home screen, sort of. There's like a, they call it the control center. Mm-hmm. And they have these things called cards that are on the screen. And a card can show you like trophy information, hints, or it can have like levels that are you know, available for you to play in the game. Yeah. So you can quick load into levels from these cards. Cool. It'll tell you the percentage that you are through that level. Yep. And it will, like, crucially, the best thing is, it will give you a time estimate on how long it will take you to beat that level. Wow. So if you turn it on and it goes, like, level fucking find the sack dog. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and it'll say, like, 18 minutes. So you have a good idea. Like it could take you longer. You could finish mm. it quicker. Who knows? But it gives you a nice idea. So you don't go like, oh yeah, I'm just going to finish this level and then I'll get that thing done. And two hours later, you're still doing the level. <laughs> so like Carl. Yeah. So that's a really nice touch, I think. So I was thinking about that with Carl and he'd have like a card that had come up and say, you know, um, you know, the Tsushima game card will come up and say, your next mission will take... 90 hours. <laughs> yeah, you will take 7 million photos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, another cool feature is that they have, so like I said, hints. So instead of having to mm. go onto a website and look up for like a walkthrough on how to beat something, if it's too difficult, they have game help where you just pop up this thing and you can put it picture in picture or snap it to the left or right of the screen. Picture in picture you can put anywhere on the screen. Cool. And it'll show you basically like a YouTube video of how to do something. So rather than having to leave the game, you can just go in and it's there, boom. And it's like right for the level that you're on. So you'll go in and it'll give you these options of what will help you in that level. So if you go, I can't get this, I can't find... The example was this one set of robes that they were trying to find. And like seriously, they were not hard to find. But as an example... He went to the hint and it showed this sort of video, little grainy little video. It wasn't very good resolution, but whatever. Yeah. Um, of Sackboy running up and climbing and going this path to get to these things that you're looking for. Super handy. 
The other picture-in-picture thing that they've got in there is the ability to watch your friends play. And like, I think Xbox mentioned this in like the Xbox One as a feature they were looking at doing. Vaguely, yeah. But um, yeah, this they were playing Sackboy and had picture-in-picture of someone else playing Uncharted Lost Legacy in like a small window that they could move around or snap either side of the screen. Mm. Um, and I just think that's a really cool thing to be able to do to like not affect your game at all yeah. but be able to have you know your friend's game on the screen yeah so I like I feel like I could happily just play any game and have any of my friends thing up on the screen just like oh look what they're doing yeah you know um, I don't know how that's going to affect things like multiplayer yeah the TVs are big enough for it yeah exactly yeah. so yeah I mean there's a bunch of other stuff they showed um, the PS store like I said is integrated voice dictation for text messages using the mic cool. yeah. the mic built into the controller so you don't mm. have to type shit out anymore yeah um, and if you share a screenshot or video into a party chat if the system thinks that it might contain a spoiler it puts a spoiler warning over it rather than which I reckon is pretty cool that's a really nice touch yeah. like just this sort of looking after your people I wonder if you can just turn that off, like, you know, like a... Spoiler um, mode, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I'm sure you probably can. Yeah. Yeah. They also said that photos and videos that you capture will be captured in 4K for sharing. Um, it didn't look like... It's a big bandwidth issue, maybe. Yeah. Well, you'll have the option. I assume it'll be like your phone when you take a photo and email in, and mm. it says that gives you size options. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, when they said, oh, you can share it to any linked services, and they went up to it, and it only had Twitter... So I was like, fuck, hopefully there's more services later added. Um, But yeah, I really hope they add that app integration thing that Xbox has because that is just game changer for sharing stuff. Yeah, true. So yeah, if you want to check that out, jump on the PlayStation YouTube, have a look at it. Yeah, they released a launch trailer for the PS5 that doesn't show fucking anything to do with gaming. (laughs) It's like just play is visual. unlimited yeah it's like <laughs> mountains and clouds and shit and you're like what the hell is this yeah so yeah typical um so there's also issues potentially with the accessories uh which is kind of interesting um the camera the charging station um and the pulse, pulse headset. headset so i had the headset and the camera and the remote control and an extra controller pre-ordered yeah and uh, the remote control and the controllers are going to be available on November 12th, but the other stuff's been delayed till November, sorry, December, December the 3rd, 3rd yeah. which is annoying because I was really looking forward it's to it. It's almost three weeks. Yeah, God damn it. Yeah, exactly. Three weeks. But at least I'll have it in time for Cyberpunk. Um, It'll be delayed. But I'm really, I, I specifically bought the Pulse, so I pre-ordered all my stuff through EB, Yeah, and they sold out really quick, but I didn't pre-order the headset, and I was like, fuck, I actually... Do kind of want it. So I pre-ordered it through Harvey Norman, had to pay the whole amount, 150 bucks or whatever up front. Mm. And yeah, then I got an email from them saying not available till December. So I'm a bit annoyed that I'm not going to be able to try out that 3D audio because they've, Mm. I mean, I can use any headset, they said, but you would think the one sold for PlayStation is going to be the best one. They did say that the 3D audio stuff is not going to... For 150 bucks, it's not going to be an exceptional pair of headphones though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the ones that I've previously been using are the place, the VR, the Rig VR, Plantronics. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're pretty good and they're only like a hundred and something bucks. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, 
they said that the 3D audio is not going to work on your TV at launch. It's going, they're still fine tuning it for TVs. Oh, okay. But it'll work in any headset. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And so we've, there's still a few embargoes in place for the previews and stuff. Mm. We haven't seen hands-on with the actual UI and stuff yet. All we've seen, I think PlayStation's embargoes so far have been unboxing, which I watched like five unboxing videos. I never watch unboxing videos. Mm-hmm. And I watched like five and, you know, just getting a, a, a look at the IGN one. It's like the guy's house because he's in America. Yeah. So he's doing it out of he's his apartment yeah. and he's got those anti-static gloves on. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. It's a fucking console. Exactly. And then the next one I watched is this guy at a table, just no gloves, just like bouncing it around <laughs> and shit. Not giving a fuck. Now, we've, we have seen a fair few images of this. Um, and it looks gigantic. fucking huge. Yeah. It really is a big system. It looks like it's going to like be a thing where... I, I watched one called Unboxing Therapy. And the guy was like, if you have this thing, anyone who comes to your home is going to know you have a fucking PS5. Oh, yeah. Like, you won't miss it. And the other thing about it is because of the the shape of it and it being curved, um, it, it doesn't look great laying down. No, I don't think it does. They, they've given... One of the things they showed in the teardown video was the stand that you get with it, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. It's just like, they've just gone, how can we do this in a really smart way? And so that... The stand that's on the that goes on the base of the system, which you want if it's standing up, yeah, because it's fucking tall yeah. and probably will tip over pretty easy. Yep. Don't take that risk. <laughs> um, it has so when you put it on the bottom, you screw it on, yep. and the cap where the thread for the screw is in the bottom of the PS5 has a little rubber cap on it. Mm-hmm. You pull that out, and there's a slot on the base to put it for storage. Oh. and to get the screw, you rotate the base and it opens up a little hidden compartment that has the screw in it. Wow. So that when you take it off the base of the thing and you want to lay the system down, yeah. it clips on instead of screwing on. So you oh, just put the screw cool. back in, twist it into the... So you'd like turn it 90 degrees so that it's in like side horizontal mode. Yeah, to the console. And that covers up the secret compartment. Oh, nice. And so when you go to go vertical, you turn it back 90 degrees yeah. and it opens up the secret compartment. It's just like a cool little touch. It's like the room, yeah. The PlayStation. It's just I feel like it it fits in with their like they've really aesthetically architected this mm. to be everything works together and everything is part of the the experience yeah. type thing. Mm. It's just a very cool touch. One of the things that like I think the Xbox looks really fucking cool as well, the Series X. Um, but you know that you turn it sideways and yes, it looks good. It's just like a obelisk. Yeah, but on the top of it, it has this sort of like convex, concave, concave, inwards yeah. little thingy with green highlights like painted in there, so that it looks like a grill with green, yep. which is a really cool look. Hmm. But when you turn it sideways, the base on that doesn't come off. Oh wow! So the bottom of it has this like round circle with like the grill in the corners is all you can see with the green highlights, and you can't take the base off. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're permanently putting that sideways, wouldn't it, first of all, benefit the airflow, but second of all, look way better if you could just take that yeah. base off? Yeah, for sure. But if you could do that, they couldn't put out their little thing about like, oh, well, you have to screw the base on on the yeah, PlayStation. Exactly. Here's how you put the P- the Xbox on its side. And they just like 
tilted on its side. It's like, okay, guys. (laughs) Very clever. So last but not least was a bit of a uh, a, an ode to the um, to the quick sales of the PS5. Um, There was more the pre PS5 pre-ordered more times in the first twelve hours in the US than the first twelve weeks of pre-orders in the PS4. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy number. Fucking oath! And we were talking about this like in the lead up to before Mm. the pre-orders. We were talking about like the numbers of how many units are they going to have available Yeah, and thinking, fuck, maybe they're not going to have that many. But if they've mm. sold more in 12 hours than they did in 12 weeks of the PS4, surely there is far more PS5s yeah, exactly. at launch than there was PS4s. I think the demand is much and higher. Surely there's a lot more people with coin at the moment. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird and thing reasons, all the shit that we've been going through. Yeah, and just more reason to want a console. to yeah. like. This is like a beacon of joy you know there's like guys in america i've been because i'm on the i've been following the subreddits for xbox series x and ps5 yeah to get the news before my google card google news thing shows yeah. me it like two days later uh-huh. yeah yeah and, and um i've seen so many posts of people being like i'm like fucking 48 and this is like christmas i feel like i'm gonna shit myself from excitement <laughs> you know and there's like people in America who have Shit, just man, lost their life. jobs, <laughs> lost family and friends from COVID, mm-hmm. like just had a fucking shit year. And then there's this like beacon of joy at the end of the year that is just like so fucking nice. Maybe they need to check their priorities. You know, <laughs> like their family's dead, they've lost their job, but fuck, play a game, it's all good. Well, I no think load times, come as, on. But like fucking it, happy. escapism from all the shit that's going in the world that, you know, they've got their election on like today and the results of that could mean like the complete collapse of the U S from civil war. Kind of will regardless. Yeah. In my eyes. You know, like anything could happen and hopefully, Mm. you know, common sense. It's kind of weird. Like, and I know we're not a, a political podcast here, but it's kind of like you've got Christmas day and if you're lucky enough to have two grandparents that are nearly 80 years old, having a fucking argument about non-sequential shit at all, you yeah. know, just fucking arguing, and then they both turn to you and go, choose, who's best? <laughs> it's like, fuck, um, it's such a weird place to be, man. Yeah. Like, at least here, we're all fucked anyway. And, you know, we look at <laughs> There's our, no good options yeah, here. It never is. But at least we're not like... Shit. At least like half the people here aren't fucking packing guns. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, good luck, that's America. It. So that's it for the PS5 release news that we've had over the last month, basically. I reckon um, we speed run the rest of this fucking news. Yeah, this I is think going so. going on forever. Yeah. So there has been other news about things. Yeah, other game news. So, yeah. so we've got Ghost of Tsushima, which I mentioned very quickly before, um, has put out a Legends expansion. expansion so that's the multiplayer cool. mode, which fucking seriously, I've played it a bit. Really fun. Yeah. It's got a two-player co-op mode and a four-player survival mode. Mm-hmm. And both are like super fun. It's really smartly designed. Um, I would absolutely recommend if you bought that game, turn it back on and play the multiplayer. It's fucking good. Might like it's one of the best. it again, but apart from that. Yeah. Well, that's what I did before I started the multiplayer. But seriously, it's one of the best multiplayer games like for that style of game. It's just very well done. 
So I would absolutely re- recommend it. And it's another reason why that game is a fucking serious contender for Game of the Year this year. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 was announced to be having a free next-gen upgrade to PS5 and Xbox Series nice. X. They also revealed a combat pack, which is available next month, this month, later this month, I think. And it's on... got Sylvester the Cat. Oh, no, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, so it's got the sly Rambo as the one of the characters. Um and a couple of others, obviously. So that's the new combat pack. That's on current gen and next gen. Yep. The next gen versions will be available November 17th, unless something has changed since that date was revealed. Mm. Uh, they added two extra games to PS Plus collection, which, which would be ones. Uh, Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy, which I've been meaning to buy since it came out, and I haven't got around to it. And that announcement happened, and I was like, yes! Well, I'll sell you my copy if you want. No, it's 50 bucks. It's fine. And COD Black Ops 3 Zombie Chronicles Edition. Mm. So that's two reasonably good fucking games added on for free with the other 18 awesome fucking games on that thing. which is nice. Um, Bug Snacks. Talking about Bug Snacks. (laughs) (laughs) I listen to that song on Spotify. I love it so much. It's fucking great. (laughs) So I'm super hyped for this game. And it's going to be free on PlayStation Plus at the launch of the PS5 through through till January. So anyone who gets a PS5 in December as well will be able to get it. The PS4, it's coming out on PS4 as well. The PS4 version, not free. PS5 version is free. Nice. But uh, hey, like seriously. Beggars can't be choosers. Whatever. They also delayed Destruction All-Stars, which was going to be a launch title. For the PS5, that's been delayed to February, but it's going to launch free on PS Plus as well. So I think they're hoping to get that Rocket League thing. Yeah, kick off, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, fuck, there's going to be like 10 million PS5s in the Waiting wild. Waiting for new games. Yeah. Um, so that should be a cool one. Far Cry 6 delayed. Yeah, unspecified date. They just said it was supposed to be coming out February. They but said, hey. But it isn't. Yeah, so... Mm. Fiscal 2021, which is between April 21 to March 22. 22, Uh, We saw a leaked video showing the load times on PS5 for Spider-Man Miles Morales. And it took like probably... The thing I read said seven seconds to load. It seemed like closer to 10. Mm. But still, like from the main menu of the PS5, hit that game... It loaded up within like 10 seconds and then yeah. they went to the menu and went doot, 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 load save. game and yeah. the load the save game loaded within into the game, which is normally the thing that takes the longest from the main menu into the actual game, mm. was like one second and yeah. they were in the game playing. Mm. It was fucking great. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart confirmed to be PS5 only. Yep, so unlike... Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Horizon Forbidden West, which are coming to PS4, and Sackboy, which are coming to PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, other news for Australians, EB Games have a trade week starting tomorrow for this week only. Yeah. And that is, I think it's from tomorrow till Monday. So they have percentages depending on your carrot collection. Yeah, so yeah. your EB World level, you get, so I'm a level three, yeah. so I get 15% off, uh, sorry, extra. 15% extra. Mm-hmm. But they also have really good deals, so, sorry, the trade week is that your bonus gets doubled, so I'll get 30% extra on any trade-ins. Um, but it's only on games and accessories and consoles. So... So no t-shirts? <laughs> Well, they, I asked them if I could trade in my PSVR, and uh, they said that counts as hardware, not as a console or accessory. So, Fair enough. I that don't sucks. know. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, so they they're doing some really fucking actually seriously good deals on trade ins. Mm-hmm. Like they said to me as a level three EB world member, I can trade in an original five hundred gig Xbox One and get two hundred dollars towards my PS five. Which is like you're not getting two hundred bucks for an Xbox One. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't think. No, you'd be struggling for an original. So yeah, and the other thing is Netflix are working on an Assassin's Creed TV show. Yeah. So that's it. That's, news done. That's the news we're all caught up. Over. You now know what's happening. <laughs> um, so we're going to go and do a couple of uh, reviews now for games that we've um, we've been provided. And I um, think we try to get through this yeah, quickly. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. So I'm going to be real quick straight away. First game that I'm reviewing today uh, <laughs> is a game that was released now a couple of weeks ago called Ride 4. Yes. Now... I had not played the ride one, two, or three games. Yeah. So take this with a grain of salt, but I fucking suck at this game. <laughs> Literally, right from the start, you load into it, you hop on a bike, and you go for a ride around the track, and you're trying to do like a time lap. Yeah. I couldn't even get around the track properly because the, the controls are extremely touchy. Yeah, um, it's difficult to... It's it's a game with a steep learning curve, that's Very sure. steep, yeah. yeah. And I've mentioned this before, I think it was with uh, Formula One, when that came out earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. It pissed me off that there was all this preamble and all this configuration and all this stuff before you got into the car and you got to have a drive. Yeah. This is exactly the opposite, but you kind of need to know what the fuck you're doing on a <laughs> motorbike and how a motorbike works... And how fucking powerful these things are. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, seriously ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I got into this game. I didn't even... Like, I tried to do three laps. Yeah. And as soon as you even hit, like, the... The, the like, like, line or The whatever. line on the track, not even the grass, then your lap is... is yeah, you know, it's defunct void. straight away. Yeah, it's like a fe- uh, penalty And the lap. more you do, they actually penalise you with more tracks. Yeah. So... The reason I wanted to do three was because on my first, like, three corners, I'd already voided my first two laps. So I was like, fuck, now I'm going to get through this. And I'm going super slow. Like, I'm basically getting off and wheeling the bike around the track (laughs) kind of thing. That's how slow it was. Um, The game looks good. I know it's got a lot of bugs. Um, I did see a few things which looked a bit weird, like, you know, the, the... you know, fire coming out of the exhaust, but it's not actually coming out of the exhaust type thing. Um, it's like out of his ass. Yeah, it's just like the engine's blowing up at random pieces and <laughs> shit flying everywhere. Uh, so that was a bit bizarre. Um, but seriously, and, and I'm really sorry I can't review this game properly, but I would be trying to play this game for a long time before I could even give it a, yeah. any kind of review. Yeah. So if if you have played at least any motorbike game before. Um, Have a crack at this one and tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah. give <laughs> us a review because it's kind of cool. Um, there's a lot of mixed reviews online um, from seriously like fives to, to none. Yeah. You know, people are either raving Loving about it or, it or enjoy it a bit or just fucking hate it because it's too difficult. Um, so What a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt. Um, <laughs> fair enough. So that's the first one out of the way. Cool, we got that out of the way. Another one that came out a little while ago now was, I mean, fuck, we haven't recorded for a month. Yeah. Star Wars Squadrons, which I was really keen for because 
Star Wars, mm. obviously. No other reason. Um, this is a dogfighting game, which reminds... It takes me back to the 90s playing like Star Wars TIE Fighter and mm. X-Wing and all those games. Um, so it's really you know, one nice. One of your favorite parts of Battlefield? Battlefront? Yeah, Battlefront was... Yeah, so two. this is a bit more... It's almost more sim. Oh, yeah. So Battlefront had sort of... You could go third person. Yeah. Um, I think in this you're locked into the cockpit. And there's, there's a reason for that. It's the whole game can be played in VR. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, the VR on this is fucking awesome. It's like seriously good. If you ever had a dream of flying an X-Wing when you're a kid, this is the closest you're ever going to fucking get to it. Yeah. Like you can sit there, look around the cockpit, and you don't have to move around. Because you're in a cockpit, yeah. So you just fly around and like sh- it's, it's kind of perfect. It's for perfectly it. made yeah. for that. For that, uh, <laughs> the controls of the ships are really robust. They have this thing where you can. Um, it's actually really simple, but very. Um, there's like a lot of variance in how you can play the game. So you get the option. There's three things that you can direct your power of your ship to: mm-hmm. acceleration, shields, or weapons. So if you're wanting to go really fast, you put all your power in um, speed, you're more susceptible to getting hit and your shots, your laser shots are not as powerful. But say you want to do a quick getaway, you can drift, you can do quick boosts, you can drop, um, different ships have different weapons, so there's like missiles, heat-seeking missiles, things like that. You have countermeasures that you can drop to avoid being hit by a torpedo. Um, you can aim which way the power on. So not only can you put more power, all your power into your shields, you can say whether you want it to be mainly on the rear or mainly on the front. Wow. And all this in real time. Um, Yeah. So the, no, no. So the power direction is programmed to the D pad. So if you press left on the D pad, it puts all power onto speed or whatever. Yeah. Up goes to the other one, and on your like heads up display, which is the interior of the cockpit, yeah. Um, there's actually a, a option at the beginning of the game where you can choose where you, whether you want to have more of a HUD or if you just want to see what you can see in the cockpit. Wow! So you can have a really like no other gaming bullshit, just mm. the cockpit. And there's like displays on the cockpit that have there's like three bars: blue, green, and red that are for the different. So blue is shields, red yeah. is weapons, green is speed. And you can see at a glance, you can like look down and see immediately hmm. where your power is set. And then you just quickly tap the D-pad and it changes. Mm-hmm. So that is really one of the most innovative things about this game in, in the way that the flying works. It's very, it can be very um, unforgiving mm-hmm. on the higher difficulties. Um, I started it originally on the hardest difficulty because of trophies. I was like, I'll just play this on the hardest difficulty. And I literally took like fucking three hours to do one mission. And I was like, well, I'm not just not going to do that again. Yeah. Uh, Turned the difficulty down. The whole game is only like eight hours if you don't suck because you put it on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. But in terms of all those controls and stuff, it can seem a little bit overwhelming from the way I'm describing it. But in reality... It's super easy. It just works. If you are like a hardcore person, you can get into like, you know, quickly changing your boost to this and that. And then like, you know, sort of really fine tuning how you play the game. Mm. But if you have it on a lower difficulty, you can just pick it up and play and enjoy it. 
without having to worry too much about like having 50 things on your mind. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice and balanced for any skill level in that way, awesome. which is really cool. I, mm. I think that's one of the highlights of the game. Flying around and shooting feels fucking perfect. Um, there's a, like I said, there's a good amount of depth in the actual mechanics with things like the different abilities and the customization as well. You can do loadouts later on in the story and then in multiplayer. Yeah. You can do loadouts so you decide what kind of weapons you have and, and various things like that on your ships. Interesting. So the general idea of the story is that there's two characters who are custom made. You get to pick what they look like. One is in the Empire and one is in the New Republic. Oh, yeah. So this is set just after the, the Return of the Jedi. And basically the New Republic are trying to build this ship secretly that's going to be like a massive thing that can help them destroy the Empire's fleet mm-hmm. to s- sort of finish off the Empire. Wow. And the Empire do not want them to fucking do that. Fair enough. So it alternates which you play as. So mm-hmm. some missions you'll be playing as a new republic person and like flying x-wings and stuff and sometimes you'll be empire and you'll be flying tie fighters tie bombers tie interceptors you know all these different ships that you would know if you're a star wars fan you like know them all from the movies so that's really cool like i said vr is fucking awesome unfortunately there are some downsides to this game the narrative like I said, it's about like the two, the, you know, trying to build this ship, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. And the character voice acting is not great. You're not, you don't really give a fuck about the story at all. You're just like, hey, put me in a mission to shoot some shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, is there a long time between missions or like with all the preamble bullshit? So, well, there's a hub. So, you know, in a VR game, you've played a couple of VR couple, games, yeah. yeah. So, um, basically in between missions, you're in this sort of hub and it's the hangar. Yeah. And it becomes this like point and click thing where you jump from point to point. So if you want to stand over there, you click on that and it jumps, it jumps oh, you okay. over to there, yeah. which is a VR thing. Absolutely. Mm. Like this game probably started as a VR game and they were, then they went, you know, rather than putting out as VR and then putting it out non VR later, like they did with yeah. bridge crew and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Just do it for everyone. So it has this like point and click thing where you can like click on characters to have conversations with them and you click on a door to go through to another area. Yeah. And it's like nothing to do with flying your ship. It's all fucking exposition bullshit Mm -hmm. and it's fucking dull. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really is what puts me off a lot on this. Like that hub is just fucking pointless to the point where I was like skipping story stuff because I was like, this is so shit. Yeah, Just get me back into the game. Mm -hmm. Um, The other issue is, although there's an eight hour campaign, a lot of replayability, there's like challenges and stuff for each level difficulties, obviously, but also like milestone challenges and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The multiplayer is kind of lacking so there's two modes there's a like a deathmatch mode where it's like shooting each other as many times as you can yeah and then there's one called fleet battles and so fleet battles is there's two teams and each one has a capital ship that you need to destroy you need to destroy the enemy's big ship but to get to it you've got to get through like stages of defenses so other ships that it will be in the way that you've got to take down before you can get to that big one yeah, um, seems kind of scary. fair enough. There's only mm. six maps, 
and both modes use the same map. <clears throat> fleet map, uh, sorry, fleet battle uses slightly bigger versions of the maps, but still same maps. Um, so there's only two modes with six maps, which is pretty, I mean, it's good for a while, but it'll get old fast. And unfortunately, the developers, I'm pretty sure, have come out and said there's no plans to release any expansion stuff for this, which is really unusual oh, for an wow. EA game. Yeah, it is. But yeah, they've said no, there's no, first of all, there's no microtransactions. Second of all, there's no plans to um, add any post-launch content. Yeah. And I think unless the game's sold incredibly, I don't think they're going to no. about face on that decision. No. So that's a bit disappointing. Um you would think they're normally from EA, they'd be fucking like yeah, even behind you know Rory McIlroy had exactly support for fucking. And this ages. is a, a Star Wars game. Yeah, you know, like they they're normally we've got the agreement with with you know the franchise. Let's milk it, mm. but obviously not. Obviously not. So um, yeah, in general, like I said, VR definitely pick it up if you're a fan of dog fighting games like this. Definitely get it because it's fucking perfect in that mm. way. But yeah, in terms of the longevity of the game itself, I think that's where it falls over. And um, and all that narrative shit is fucking dull. So I give it a four out of five. Wow. <clears throat> so it's decent, but yeah, probably... Um, <clears throat> not fantastic. I wish you could skip more. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that's not good. There you go. Yeah. Um, so the other game we've been playing just recently uh, is uh, Watch Dogs Legion, yep. which we mentioned which meant, earlier. Which we mentioned that. Yep. Um, I think we've got a little bit of a mixed bag when it comes to our thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to have a basic chat about it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, first of all, I've probably played this now for... I don't know, coming up to maybe 15, 17 hours, potentially. Um, I find the game is not too bad. Um, You know, I get get annoyed with games like this, and it, it annoyed me in the first two, where there is so much mucking around when it comes to casing places out. Yeah. And I know it's a huge mechanic in the game, and it's there for a reason. Yeah. But... It's it almost like the hundredth time you do it, you're like fuck. Yeah, and it almost defeats the purpose. Like you can just run in and kill everybody. Yeah. Or you can fuck around for twenty minutes, an hour, you know, however long you want to. Yeah, stealthing it, using going a spider to cameras bot. and doing all that bullshit. Yeah. yeah, get a drone, get a spider bot, like, you know, whatever you fucking want to do, you can yeah. muck around with. Or you can kind of just run in and kill people. Yeah. Your health that, automatically recovers. So as long as you duck down and hide. Yeah. You know, you've got... And it goes pretty quick. Yeah. Like you get shot a fair few times before you have to duck down. Yeah. And then it comes back within like 10 seconds. Yeah. So... The only issues I've had with that is when... And that's like how I played this whole game. Because I originally started with a stealth and I was like, wait a minute. Why am I bothering? Yeah. Um, you know, so... One of the things in the game is players anyone. Yeah. And that's been their whole thing. Uh, they're like, hey, you can pick any of the NPCs in the world and play as them, which is in the like base idea. Mm. Great idea. Yeah. And the way that it, you know, there's a permadeath mode, which originally I think that was the plan, 
And then they added an option before you even start the game. It goes, do you want permadeath or not? Yeah. And like, unless you're a hardcore gamer, you go permadeath. Fuck, uh, no. Yeah. So the whole idea with permadeath was if your character dies, it jumps to a different NPC in your dead set crew. Mm-hmm. And you have to play as them to continue the game. If you turn off permadeath, if you die, you just get to retry. Yeah. Which is like, I think in story missions, it dropped, it like gives you someone else and there's a slight delay before you can play as them again. Okay. But in, in the, like I haven't used it that much because the fucking players, anyone thing is pretty much useless as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So the idea is that every person in London has a skill set mm. and different abilities based on like, you know, someone might be a really good bare fist boxing person. Someone might be good at hacking. Someone might be a driver or own a sports car. Yeah. And so there's all these different benefits to each different person. And from like looking looking at it without playing it, you go, well, that's cool. Maybe like there'll be reasons for you to jump between mm. characters. Yeah. When in reality, I've played it probably 20 to 30 hours, finished the story, done a bit of the side shit, but it's not very compelling. Yeah. To, let's be fucking honest. And the players, anyone thing, like seriously, the only times I changed characters was when the story made me go as someone else yeah. for a certain reason. Yeah. In general, I would just be like, oh, this is who I am now. Like, even mm. if they only have, you know, some people have like four abilities. Yeah. And I'll be playing someone who has like one ability and that I still literally sense. get it. The yeah. only thing that sucks is that you can't use all weapons with all people. Mm-hmm. But like in general, I'm just like, Pfft. I yeah. can literally do everything with this one character. Why the fuck would I bother yeah, exactly. to get, oh, you get 10% more money when you hack money with this guy. Like, fuck. What do you even... Yeah, exactly. I use money to buy clothes. That's right. And I literally just put Union Jack shit on all of yeah, my guys. pretty much. And a top hat. And then yeah. I'm done. I have that in my wardrobe yeah. for everyone. <laughs> you know? Well, the thing that pisses me off about that, the same kind of reasoning, is right very early into the game, it tries to lead you into this whole play as anybody. So yeah. you have to go and find somebody who's got um, the construction drone control. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone can use that drone. Yeah. Yeah, at it, any time. It made no sense very early on that it's like, well, hang on a second. Yes, I've gone and got this guy and he can do this. But yeah. It makes no difference who the fuck I'm using anyway. The benefit is that that person can summon that from anywhere whereas a general person needs to find a cargo drone dock Dang, or whatever and they're literally all over the fucking map yeah they are yeah you know yeah. it's like oh this person has a sports car that you can use there's fucking sports cars driving around the yeah. streets and most of them have no one in them yeah they're auto driving which by the way terrible for the fucking environment <laughs> exactly. terrible for traffic in London yeah where I'm pretty sure there's like a fee that if you drive in the centre of yeah, London you have, you have to, to pay, pay a fee yeah and these cars are just like got just literally no one in them driving yeah. around, for no- yeah. and they're not taxis; they're like no. personal cars. Well, that's the other thing I haven't I haven't done it yet, but I've thought about it multiple times. Is just taking a car, like you can yeah. you can. There's not many cars just parked on the side of the road. Yeah. In this game, like you will get a mission, you'll run out of the building wherever you are, and there's a and, car there usually, and you fucking end up going. All right, well, I'm in that car. Here we go. Yeah. You know, or you come out and you go, so there's no cars, but there's cars driving. And I'll just 
try and run and the map is so fucking big yeah. and getting from one point to the next point can take you a fucking long time running yeah. and there's no point you know and there is fast travelling which I've yeah, been using a lot which is good um, but, but and like you fast travel to a train station and walk out there's usually a car or a bike sitting yes, out the front yeah which is good and all yeah. the cars have auto drive so you just get in them make sure you've got the waypoint set press X and you just put the controller down and walk the fuck away yeah which is like I don't know if your plan here Pretty is to get me to not play your fucking game, but you know yeah. I used to do that in um, was it in Red Dead? Red you Dead. could yeah, yeah. Sit, like but that was one of my com- shit like I that. think that was one of my complaints in Red Dead. Yeah, it's it like was. fuck, I'm here to play the game, not watch it. But then your biggest complaint was fucking riding a horse for hours. Yeah. So let me fast travel is yeah. basically what I'm saying. <laughs> you can ride the cargo drones in this, which I really appreciate, but they're like slow as slow, fuck. Slow, yeah. So they're good for going vertically, but yeah. if you want to go somewhere, maybe across the river. And London's handy. not known as a vertical city. No. Yeah, you know, like 99% of London is like five stories high. Yeah, and also maximum. they haven't programmed any fucking shit that makes it yeah. worth doing that yeah. into the game. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's fucking annoying. But before we get too much further, let's talk about the world itself. So yeah. the the story of Watch Dogs in general is that there's this thing called CTOS, which is like a... It's basically everything is smart connected, yeah. which we're kind of there, nearly. Yeah, pretty close. Um, and, and so... Everything's monitored, everyone's watched. Yeah. yeah. So this one in particular, it's a post-Brexit London, and DedSec get framed as terrorists for blowing up like four different places that are sort of key places and there's a lot of collateral damage of people's lives lost. Yep. So DedSec become like public Hunting. enemy number one. Yeah. This private security company, Albion, come in and they take over policing London and their goal is to stop all terrorism, stop DedSec. But in reality, they're fully oppressing the people of London. So it's pretty cliched. Really? Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's up to DedSec to find out who was behind the actual terrorist attacks and then save the city from the oppressive douchebags. Yeah. And um, the aesthetic is really cool. I like, like I said earlier, I really like exploring London. Mm. Even though it's slow as fuck getting around, it's really cool to be able to see these things. Yeah. You know, to go to like Buckingham Palace and see the fucking yeah, guards walking around cool. and stuff like that yeah. you can't go in anywhere yeah. in general which mm. like in a game in 2020 I get that the game's massive it's only yeah. 33 gig to download know, or 35 gig weird. or something yeah. which is very strange yeah. um, and there's a lot of NPCs walking around so that's yes, impressive there is. even though they're all fucking useless and, and one of the things that I came across was my character that I started the game with um it was a few hours later. I was um, on a mission. I had to go and find this guy inside this like um, kind of compound, I guess, where you know these people had been put. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I break into the place. I'm running around. I'm I'm keeping my cover and all that kind of crap. Um, and then, just as I'm about to get to the person and talk to them, I'm hiding in this little section, keep out of the the cameras and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm just looking around and it, it just kind of 
flash because when you when you're near somebody it comes up on your phone you've got a line between a person with a little icon on like them like a little diamond yeah and it says you know you can you know find Interact out about them, this yeah. person or whatever so shock anyway, them yeah you can shock them or yeah. distract them by making their yeah. phone ring shit like that that's so fucking dumb it is you can get a guard and press distract and they like look at their phone like what and you can literally run directly towards them in front <laughs> yeah. not behind yeah no stealth at all and they just don't notice you because they're like, what's going on with my phone? This yeah. is very strange. <laughs> and then you like just fucking nail them. My guy has a taser. Yeah. So dear. he like knocks you down and tasers them. Yeah, in the spine half the yeah. time, which is kind of hardcore. Yeah. Um, and he's but, like pretty close to him. Like, be careful, mate. Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. want to get tased. Don't want to tase yourself. That's all I'm saying. I kicked saying. a dude down the stairs today. That was kind of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I hadn't seen that one yet, but yeah, that nice. was pretty good. But yeah, anyway. Um, anyway, so I've gone around and, and this it's come up with something and, and I clicked on it and it turned out that it was the character who I'd started the game with. It was his father. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And when you, when you go and recruit somebody into your dead sec team, um, you know, you go in, you, you go and have a conversation with them. Everybody wants something for nothing. So it's usually like, like, go and help my friend at this place or go and hack this yeah, thing. Yeah, go and hack this thing. I need Very to, basic. I owe money. I need you to go and wipe the details, yeah. you know, all that kind of bullshit. Um, Fun for like three missions. Yeah. And, and you can get like 40 people in your team, I think. Wow. So, so anyway, just do 40 of the same It's mission. just come up and said, recruit. So I pressed recruit, which is just holding down triangle for like a second. Yeah. Um, and... He disappears from right in front of me. He just disappeared from this <laughs> fully locked down compound. Yeah. Like everyone's just, you know, they're there for a big plot reason of the game. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, yeah, it's very highly secure. He just disappears. Yeah. And he was watering a garden and the watering can was just on the ground in front of me. Wow. And I've had no other mention of him at all in the game. <laughs> Great. So nice bug. Yeah. Now I've changed it and I'm back to that character and there's been no mention now. Yeah. You know, I would have thought that I'd change back to that character and you'd be going, man, I've got to go see my dad or some shit, you know, yeah. but nothing. It is very, like I said, it's, it's very it's linear very, in that way. It's very skin deep, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit disappointing really. Yeah. Because they built it up. You know, that was their mm. thing about this game and, yeah. you know, in general, things like hacking. The hacking mechanics are pretty much the same as the previous Watch Dogs games. Yeah. There's a couple of, you know, cool little things, but in general, it's pretty much the same. Driving cars, there's self-driving cars now. That's a difference. But they're and fucking terrible to drive most oh, of them. All of the cars, like you can do like a sharp hairpin turn yeah. with no fucking worries in any car. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Driving is terrible in this game. It is. It's yeah. really twitchy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's drones everywhere. Some of the drone stuff is kind of interesting mm. from a gameplay point of view. Yeah. But like most of the time, I'm just not giving a fuck about that. Yeah. There's well, a couple there, of there mini is, games around. one mission that I've, I did a while ago now where you have to uh, get into this house and it's a really locked down house, high tech, um, and you need to fly a drone in through an open window, Yeah, fly around and get into the... Um, air vents and stuff like that and then find what you need to find with a drone because you can't physically get in there yeah anyway one of the things that I'm always conscious about in this game is 
I'm just some fucking dude standing out the front of these like highly secure houses, holding your just phone, just holding my phone, controlling shit. Even though you don't think about seeing that, I'm thinking yeah. about it, going, well, if a fucking dude cop or whatever walks yeah, past, it looks sus. It looks sus as shit. So I stand across the road, yeah, and I did this mission, and every time I went in, like I was too far away, so I lost. The See connection, closer. yeah. I lost connection every ten seconds. Yeah, and it just proved to me that there's when you're controlling something else, basically nothing else in the game matters. Yeah, you know, there's no one paying attention to yeah. you, fucking standing there. Doing Unless anything. you're in a restricted area, then yeah. they start shooting at you. I have seen that. I had one where I was controlling a drone. It was a news drone, mm-hmm. and it was, there's a mission where you have to go into this building, and it's very fucking dark. Yeah, probably the worst mission in the game. If yeah. I fucking have to say. Yeah. It's really hard. Your character doesn't have a torch. Mm. Mm. So you have to keep repositioning the drone to shine his light on the path or you hit the scan button. Yep. Which only lights up the path for like half a second. Yep. So it was fucking tedious. And there was one guard in this room and I just flew the drone in there and he didn't see me and I was like, weird. And mm. then he started spotting me and I was like, oh, fuck. And he pulled out a gun to try and... No, he tried to dis- disconnect me. So I crashed the drone into him. And then he stopped trying to disconnect me. He pulled out his gun and started trying to shoot at me. And I just went up and then down on his head a bunch of times. <laughs> and he couldn't destroy me with his gun. And I ended up killing him. Just I crashed into him like 30 times. <laughs> I was like, dude, you suck at aiming. It's like a massive fucking news camera drone. Yeah. Just axing this guy in the head. <laughs> and then I had to get my guy in there anyway, and I could have just take, taken him down. Yeah. So, but like, there's some cool yeah. things in the game. I'll give it that. Yeah. There's, it's like a playground, you know. My, my real issue is with it that it's not new. Mm. Like, yeah. the world is really good. Yeah. The aesthetic of the, the dystopian London is really cool, and I appreciate that. I like the idea of players anyone but the way that it's been implemented Mm. is actually fucking useless and pointless I find myself not giving I like I have guys in my team by the way there's not a single child in the world yeah which is fucking weird there's grandpas and grandmas yeah no children which so technically they're not grandparents yeah they're just old fuckers (laughs) so that's a weird touch um and most of the people are pretty cookie cutter. They have like different colored skin, which is very diverse. Yeah. Um, but in general, they're all pretty much the fucking same. Pretty much. And I have people in my team who have certain skills that would be great for missions and I just don't even think about them. No. I have not found myself going, oh, who would be best to do this? You know, yeah, there's certain exactly. games where you do that. Where oh, you, you go, have to. What is the best option for this yeah. for me to succeed in this mission? And you would think like, oh, it's a hacking mission. I'll get the guy who can hack. Mm. No, I'll just get the fucking truck driver. Yeah, exactly. Who can punch people in the head real good. (laughs) Or the guy who's a drunk and hiccups sometimes. Yeah. I saw a guy today, his only skill was that he had a death wish. Yeah. That was his only skill. Those ones, when you have permadeath turned off, they still die if if they die. That's what the death wish is. So if they die, they're gone. So that's like mildly interesting. For a second? Yeah. <laughs> Not even that long. So, yeah. Because um, the amount of time it would take me to recruit these guys. Yeah. And then change the characters, sit through the load screens. Yeah. And then they die and I yeah. go, fuck. By the way, loads are fucking terrible in this oh, game. Oh, they are. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it on PS5 to see the difference, but I don't know if I can be bothered mm-hmm. because I feel like I don't need to play this game anymore. Um, you know, that plays anyone's stuff. That's my personal feelings. I don't feel the need to do that. There's yeah. certain people whose idea of fucking fun is to go, oh, I'm going to play as this person because that'll be really cool yeah. for X reason. You know, more power to you. Mm. Great game for you. But for me, I am just like, this is just filler. It's fluff. Yep. Um, and outside of that, you know, the game is just another Watch Dogs game. Um, mm. I have a thing where I've mentioned a few times where games where you can fully customize your character uh, and I end up not giving a fuck about my character anymore. Yeah. And I find that in this because the character that you're supposed to have a connection with is dead sec as a whole. And Bagley, the fucking annoying AI yeah, voice. exactly. Yeah. Um, who's the voice of Sean from the Ezio collection of Assassin's Creed, who was also the guy over the microphone in your ear, giving you exposition randomly and mm. making shitty jokes. So same character, cool. Congratulations, yeah. you've got like... Another job. You're probably a Ubisoft staff member for life. Yeah. Um, but in general, like I just don't give a fuck about DeadSec. No. You know, when I played Mass Effect, for example, you play as Commander Shepard, and I, you know, that game, people were like, wow, you can, it's so robust in how much you can customize your character. And I just played as the base Shepard, the, the guy who's on the game. fucking box. Yeah. And you build a connection with that character and the characters around you mm. because he is a predetermined character. Far Cry 5, you play as this faceless fucking deputy. Yeah. And at no point in that game did I give a shit about my character. No, I'm just exactly. a fucking drone walking around doing random shit for people. And when you play as anyone, you don't build a connection with any characters because they have no meaningful dialogue. Exactly. Yeah. That's, and, that's the thing that kind of annoyed me, t- touching on dialogue. Mm. And I don't know if it's because I'm racist or whatever. I don't think so. But playing a game in... British English. Yeah. Fuck, their voices are annoying, eh? They're just really fucking annoying. <laughs> My first character was an old, like, Cockney woman. Oh, yeah. And I did the... There's a kick-ups thing where you find soccer balls randomly and you've oh, got to, yeah. like, press buttons. And I, maybe I'm too old for this shit, but my reflexes are fucked and I suck at it. <laughs> but every time you fuck it up, your character swears. Wow. And I've got one guy and he's like, oh, yeah, blood. One of those fucking guys. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm trying to play the game in front of my kids, which I can't mostly because there's spray-painted sea bombs yeah, on the exactly. walls. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, a bit of soccer. Can't yeah. hurt. Fucks it. And he goes, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. The kids are like... <laughs> but the fucking woman, she's like, oh, cock it. <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm like, fuck, mate. You're like 60. You're supposed to be a British... And you're making like, a up lady. swear words. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's that's racist. It is right? racist, right? <laughs> it's yeah. just the English accent. Yeah. Sometimes the posh one's okay, but like that Cockney. There's, there's something about it where you know, like, it's just not compelling. Yeah, and I don't know why because I I do watch a lot of British TV shows, yeah. so it's not like I'm totally fucking US, you know, centric. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with it. But the voices in this game, none of them are really anything that I want to listen to. Yeah. And they they do kind of have conversations and you end up sitting there half the time going, fuck, this is boring. 
Yeah. Like it's the delivery, it's all it, that kind it, of shit. It really misses on a lot of points. Yeah, it and does. Like I fucking loved Watch Dogs 1 and Watch Dogs 2. I really enjoyed them. Yeah. And I was keen as fuck for this game. Mm. And in reality, like I'm playing it and I'm just going, man, I don't feel it. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. That mm. spark is not there. Yeah. And, and it's uh, annoying when you yeah. have a game like this that you know is going to take potentially a lot of hours to complete and you're not yeah. feeling compelled to play it. Yeah, and that's frustrating. Yeah. And, like, we played through it because, I mean, there's not much else. Yeah, exactly. Um, but realistically, right now, I'm just waiting for my PS5, and I don't... Like, I'm finding it hard to want to play games on my current-gen system just mm. because I would literally... Even the PS4 games, I would rather play them on my PS5. Yeah. Particularly, like, loading up Watch Dogs... The first time I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Yeah, it does. I take timed a it. Long time. It took two minutes and forty six seconds to get into the game wow. through the load screen. Mm. I was like, "That is ridiculous!" Mm-hmm. And then you jump in a car and auto drive for three fucking minutes. So you know, there's just it doesn't have that spark that you want in an open world game to get you to be interested in playing yeah. it. Yeah. And maybe there's like I've there's mixed reviews for this. I've seen fucking ten out of ten reviews for this. I don't know who the fuck would give this a 10 out of 10, but um, yeah, I think the game's fun enough to play, but I'm kind of glad the story only takes 15 to 20 hours because I don't know that the game has the legs to stand up for much longer than that. Mm. You know, um, a completionist, like I said, takes around 40 to 50 hours and usually that's right up my alley. Like this is my jam. Yeah, I'll spend 50 hours finding all the fucking collectibles Mm. in a game, but I just cannot... Yeah. I can't get the motivation to do it in this game. I'm yeah. just like, wow. Mm. You know. Well, that's the amazing thing. Like, there, there's normally one thing or the other or the other when it comes to every video game. Yeah. And in an open world game and most Ubisoft games, yeah, it's either the story is so good that you fucking have to finish it. Yeah. The world is just so good to be in. You want to play the game. Yeah. Or the mechanics and how you traverse and how yeah. you do all that shit is just so great that you need to be there for that. Yeah. It's normally it's like hooks. Yeah. There's normally one of those three as a minimum. Yeah. Brilliant games do all three. Yeah. This one kind of barely does any of them. Yeah. And it's a real shame because it could have been fucking perfect, mm. but it really, like I said, I think it really misses the mark. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, and particularly with so many other great games, like literally a week away. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man was a fucking game of the year contender when it came out. Mm -hmm. That's coming out remastered on PS5. Miles Morales is coming out on PS4 and PS5. We've got fucking Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out in one week. Mm. And I mean, that's another Ubisoft game, but I feel like they've, there's like a lot of cool looking shit in that as well. Yeah. And an Assassin's Creed, like even Unity, which is widely considered to be one of the worst, I really had fun with. Mm. So, you know, I have kind of a bit of faith, but it's weird because Watch Dogs was delayed as well. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel like maybe the wheels are coming off at Ubisoft. We'll see with Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, whether that's the case. But like all of the recent Assassin's Creeds since they rebooted it with Origins mm. and then Odyssey have been really good. Like Odyssey yeah. was fucking one of the best games that I've played. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I think that um, Ubisoft Toronto have kind of cooked it a bit on this one. And it's unfor- it really is unfortunate because I really love Watch Dogs. But yeah. for me, 
I've got I give it a three out of five. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a three, potentially pushing it even. Yeah, two and a half. It's very middle of the road for me. Yeah. Um, maybe three because there are some parts that you kind of enjoy. Yeah, but, there is fun stuff in it. Yeah. Um, but in general, it, like it doesn't feel like it does anything new. No. That players anyone thing is the thing. Yeah. That they've like put all their fucking eggs in a basket yeah. on that, and it's not good. No, exactly. It's yeah. fucking pointless. Yeah. You know, if permadeath was locked on all the time then it would matter. Then you'd care. Because you'd be having going, well, who's going to be a better character for me to play exactly. as? You know, maybe that would be all that's needed. Yeah, maybe. You know, I haven't played it on permadeath because mm. I didn't want to. No, exactly. If I'm given the option, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But it ends up becoming like a poor man's GTA almost. Mm. So that's pretty So anyway, that, that's our episode for this week, uh, yeah. month, year, however <laughs> long it takes us to do another one. We really appreciate you listening. I know it's probably been a bit of a long one. Yeah. Um, and our next one we're going to try and do just before uh, release. Of the of, PS5. Of the yeah. PS5 and so that, we've yeah. both got an Xbox Series X pre-ordered, but we're not going to get them until December. Yeah. So um, we hope, but we are going to get launched PS5. So, so Microsoft, you can send us some. Whatever. If you want. If you want. Um, yeah, it's your call. But yeah, so we're looking at doing our best game, favorite games of this generation. Yeah. Which shouldn't take long. No, five minutes. I mean, <laughs> I've got a short list. Yeah. Yeah, there's some real standout games. There's been some fucking good games. But anyway, Watch, we'll Watchdog talk about, Legion. Yeah, <laughs> number one. Yeah. We'll talk about that on the next episode. Thank Hope you very much for listening. If you want to contact us, you can email us at... Oh, fuck. Um, Dropback Gaming. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to get rid of that email address. Why? Who it's emails? Good. What is it? Podcast at dropbeargaming.com um, but anyway you can hit us up on social medias and stuff we hope you've enjoyed the show let us know what you think about these games that we've just shat on yes uh, please do <laughs> thanks very much for listening take care we'll talk to you soon bye see ya